Hi guys, welcome to a new edition of the Red Wall Podcast. I'm your host, per usual. My name is Marcelo Inestroza, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number 72, entitled The Artist. In this edition of the show, I sit down with my fellow Star Trek fan, artist extraordinaire, Marcy London. So, welcome to the Red Wall, Marcy. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. First thing I should say to the listeners up front, I feel that I need to give a humongous thank you to Mike McMahon, because if it wasn't for his crazy animated Star Trek show, I don't think we would have ever met each other, because I can remember a couple weeks after Lower Decks aired, and all throughout the internet, uh, basically throughout Twitter and Facebook, I kept seeing people doing uh, um, uh, pictures of themselves in lower deck fashion. And I was like, I was like, fuck, I was like, fuck, who's doing this? Right. And so I, um, I uh, got in contact with this other guy and he said, I think this, I think this young lady uh, by the name of Marcy is doing him. So I, I track you down and I sent you a message and you were uh, kind enough to do that thing for me. That was awesome. Actually, it was it was it was wonderful because I've never seen myself animated in anything before. And just as and just to see me and just to see myself in a Starfleet uniform, which I've told you privately has always been one of my dreams. It was it was such a lovely pleasure to to see myself like that privately. You said to me and other people I've I've heard through the grapevine that your better half uh, wasn't a, a, a Star Trek fan when you all met. He was a Star Wars guy. Yeah, he was into Star Wars. He had never seen like a complete episode of Star Trek when we met. Can I just ask you this? Um, how did you react when he told you that uh, just... Before we like, before I put a ring on it, I should just tell you I've never seen a Star. I've never seen a full episode of Star Trek ever. It came out really early in our relationship. Like we had only been on like one date officially, of course, because it's me. Like this is gonna come up. So we were we were just hanging out. Like we were um, we met in college. So we were like at the student union at the university, and one of my our, my friends was he made some Star Trek reference, and I was laughed, you know, and said something, and and uh, my husband Stephen was just like, "What?" Uh, you know, and I'm like, "Star Trek and uh, Next Generation," and he's like, "Oh, I've never seen that," and like super casual, like that's not a big deal, and I was just like, "Whoa," and just stopped and just completely like it was like record scratch, record scratch moment. <laughs> and my friend patted him on the back. He's like, it's been nice knowing you. We made it. We made it through it. And uh, I actually didn't watch Star Trek. And uh, we took a huge break from it because he was just not interested. And I was just like, what? Well, watch whatever you want to watch. And uh, I took a huge break from it for years. And the only thing we watched was the J.J. Uh, Abrams films, which he loved. I loved. Um, and. Uh, all three of those we watched those and then didn't watch anything else until we found discovery um at the end like because i got him for christmas for him uh 2020 no 2019 so we started watching him january 2020 and that's when this whole you know it, this whole star trek thing reignited for me 
So you never, you didn't watch Discovery initially when it aired on CBS All Access. You waited until, you waited until uh, Blu-ray then? Yeah, I got it for him on Blu-ray to watch, like, yeah, Christmas uh, 2019. So we watched season one that way, and then we subscribed to CBS All Access, watched season two. And then, um, and then we watched season three as it aired with everybody else as part of the fandom. Um, you, you posted an interesting tweet on, um, on Twitter a couple of ago and you, and your tweet was something to the effect of saying an online friend is a real friend, right? Or something to that. Effect. And you had the, you had the picture of Michael and Philippa there hugging and embracing at, uh, in the, uh, when, when Philippa was about to walk to the guardian of forever. And I was like, I love this woman. She's awesome. Um, you know, you know, because uh, for me, I I have loved Star Trek my entire life. But like you, um, I got into other fandoms. I got into Doctor Who. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge Mission Impossible fan. Like that's my second favorite franchise of all time, next to Star Trek. And like you. I grew up watching the original series movies, you know, like Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock. Uh, Star Trek VI is my favorite Star Trek movie of all time. Um, You know, so, but I really didn't get into the original series, uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, until Netflix came along, which is something that I feel that I am falling on my own sword now because... I pride myself on being a Star Trek fan, but I've I I hadn't got a chance to see all those shows until Netflix came along. So I've I've I feel a little bit like a frog. I'm just watching Deep Space Nine now because, well, I mean, think about it. Like I'm I having to forgive myself on Deep Space Nine. I felt really bad about not having watched it, and I was like literally drawing people into uniforms for Deep Space Nine, and they would reference characters. I wasn't really sure who they were. I had to look them up. So I felt really guilty about that. But then I was like, you know, when it aired, I was a child. And as I'm watching Deep Space Nine now for the first time, I know why it didn't appeal to me as a kid, because it was on like my parents watched it, but I didn't watch it. Um, But I see it now and I know why I never sat down and watched it with them. Like it is not for a child audience. The plot lines, they're like the references, the the story arcs, they're telling stories that really aren't necessarily geared toward children. They're a little bit deeper. Um, I like Next Generation as a child, but that is like an adventure a week. And <laughs> it's like the Alien of the Month Club, you know, um, and it's very different. And it's, it's something more that I f- connects with kids, I think. And um, Deep Space Nine is just, it's not like that. So um, kind of forgiving myself on not having watched Deep Space Nine until this year. And it's okay that I saved that to watch as an adult. I remember having a crush on this girl in like junior high. And I went up to her to confess my love to her and make this big giant romantic gesture. And basically she blew me off. but, But before she blew me off, she said, my favorite show is is uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So I was like, you know what? 
to get close to this girl, I'm going to watch this Star Trek show that I've heard stuff about, but I've never seen. And since I was such a fan of the, uh, since I was such a fan of the Star Trek movies, I thought I was going to love the show, but I sat down to watch the show and I was like, I'm bored to tears. It, it bored me to tears. I don't know. I don't know where I was. I don't know what my headspace was, but it bored me to tears. I just think it's, it's just not geared toward kids. <laughs> and I, that's okay. Not everything is. I mean, and that's kind of what's great about Star Trek is there's variety and you, it's not, everything is not going to appeal to every person. So when people, and I hear this all the time on Twitter, I feel like a bad fan because I don't like the originals. I feel like a bad fan because I don't like Picard. That doesn't make you a bad fan. Like they don't write everything for every person. They realize there's different people out there and certain things are going to appeal to different tastes. And that's fine. Like not everybody needs to love lower decks. Like that's okay. (laughs) It's still, you can still be a great Star Trek fan and not love every single series or every single movie. But, but like you said, the great thing about Star Trek in general is that every show has a different flavor to it. And in Star Trek, you can find, you know, uh, all kinds of stories you know you can find funny stories you can find serious stories you can find stories that don't make any sense at all so um but here's the thing i i am very very interested in uh finding out of course you had you mentioned to, you mentioned this to me privately a while back but i'm interested to know how is it that you got interested in drawing and and, and doing all this because I can't wrap my head around how you visualize everything in your head. I can't, I can't imagine how you do that. Like I'm drawing right now, but um, what I do with Star Trek is a little bit different. Like right now I'm drawing um, botanicals, which is what I do to relax, but like flowers and leaves and stuff. And that's just very like nature. And, you know, when it's, when it's nice outside and it's summer, I'm outside all the time and I love looking at leaves and stuff. So um, that's, that so that's a little bit different with star trek um a lot of the commissions i mean it's mainly just looking at people's picture and making sure that's reflected and uh, sometimes i think about like what kind of officer they would be what they would be like and on the show and that's kind of fun to think about as i go through and sometimes i talk to them a little bit before i draw them so i try and make sure their personality shows through in the artwork in the end so that they're they're happy with it but yeah, and it's uh, I've gotten to learn a lot more about the uniforms, but um, yeah, digital art for me actually is very recent. Um, really, only started in 2019 with any kind of digital art. Before that, it was all um, mainly acrylics and coloring pencils, and um, just like uh, painting on objects, not necessarily canvases. Like I did a. Um, I would do craft shows, did a craft show with like um, canvas shoes with botanicals on canvas shoes. That was a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, just different things. I would paint like marble designs on like these little boxes to sell as like little trinket boxes. So just all kinds of different things. Art's always been a part of my life. I've always done crafts, a lot of crochet, started knitting. But um, digital art is really new. So I've learned a lot about um, like Procreate, some of the programs that people use on the iPad. And that's all been within the last year. When I um, imagined you drawing, I imagined you doing all your drawing on a computer. I'd never 
imagine that you basically started with acrylics and 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 drawing on other things like you just said that's uh that was that was mind-blowing so you specifically started doing commissions for people because of lower decks have you did so so you hadn't thought about doing that before lower decks aired no (laughs) nope not at all like when i was um like i was part of the star wars fandom prior to moving into star trek and um i loved what the uh what the digital artists were doing there and creating scenes that people hoped would be in a future movie so i always liked that and i thought wouldn't it be cool and I got like this free program for my iPad and I was like, nope, not for me. So completely set it aside. And then, uh, and then I saw lower decks and I thought, I wonder if I could handle this in digital format. So tried it and made an avatar for myself and put it up. And then one of the girls that I met through Star Trek that we'd been playing Animal Crossing together because of the pandemic, we were all like integrating online more than ever. And um, so she was like, can I commission you to do a lower decks? picture that looks like yours and I was like sure I'll try so she sent me a couple pictures of herself and uh, I put it together and then um, put hers out and then there were like three more requests that day and it just completely snowballed after that one thing that I love about all your commissions she draws her commissions differently what's your favorite style of drawing someone do you like the Rick and Morty style or watercolor oh um Man, I just did a um, I just did a coloring pencil style for someone who finished it this morning. And as I was doing it, I thought, I think this is my favorite. <laughs> so I would have to say right now I would go with coloring pencils. Um, I like the way they blend together. I just feel like you have really good control of the colors and the shading that way. But just started the um, a recent uh, Beverly Crusher picture I did was in the watercolor style, uh, which was exciting. It's scary because all the layers are very transparent. So you layer a lot of different colors on top of each other. So everything is um, presents its own challenges and opportunities, I guess I would say, each, each brush style and each technique. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's fun to do some flavor of cartooning on people is maybe um i think what resonates best a lot of times with people is is um doing some sort of a cartoon maybe with some light shading to give some perspective and some depth with the most recent project you did for me i love the way that you it was something very small you didn't even have to add it in you could have just left it flat but the 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 way that you designed our uniforms and you put little creaks in them I thought I thought that was great. I was like, I didn't tell her to do that, but it's awesome. Um, I know also also um, the most recent um, profile picture you did for me, the the way that you added shading to my neck was cool. Uh, you know, I'm 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 very easy to please, and even 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 if you did something that I didn't like, I would probably learn to live with it because I don't I'm not very comfortable. Uh, I'm not very comfortable at calling people out with things that I'm not happy with, you know, for, 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 for you to do something that I'm really unhappy with, it has to be something really egregious. I always prefer to talk to people. Um, I, cause I think the commission process does intimidate people and I always try and make it as easy as possible. So I lay out, you know, the price 
price schedule is just like a here, you know, um, because when people start asking about specific things, they tend to get a little bit intimidated sometimes. And I understand that. I tried to commission an artist um, years ago and just got scared off and didn't follow up. So I try and make it, I've been on the other side, I try and make it as easy as possible. Um, and then I try and have a conversation with them afterwards to make sure that they are happy with it. So, um, cause I know like when we did yours, we were like, I don't know if the beard really feels Starfleet and we took that off. And so I don't mind, you know, making changes like that after the fact at all, like that's totally fine. I, I want, you know, my goal is that people love their picture when they're done. My family, my family was very happy that you, uh, that you chastised me into shaving the thing off my face. Speaking with all the commissions you've done, I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot here. And if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. But what do you think is the best, most awesomest commission that you've done? Wow, I have so many favorite. I have. I've done. It's been a little bit since I checked. So at the end of last year, um, as part of my year end process, I looked and I had done 165. So I haven't counted that yet this year, but 22 is 165 commissions. So, um, man, like, <laughs> I think this one's my favorite and then, you know, I'll do another one. I'm like, no, this is my favorite. So I can't, I can't choose of the recent ones. I've had fun doing the new, um, the new uniform style for discovery. Um, it, that's pretty interesting and it was kind of challenging to learn because nothing on that uniform is symmetrical. So that's different. Um, not that Starfleet uniforms have a history of being symmetrical because a lot of them aren't. Um, but they more than that. Um, so that's been kind of fun painting people into the captain's chair like Michael Burnham was at the end of the uh, season three. Yeah. So, but man, there've been so many, <laughs> there've been so many, so many good ones. What's your favorite era of Star Trek? Do you like the 60s do you like the 90s or do you like current star trek i would probably have to say the current star trek just because it brought me back in but you know up until up until i tried the new star trek right um i would have said voyager was my favorite always said voyager was my trek um until i saw discovery <laughs> so when when i when, when people ask me to delineate the different trek eras i go Roddenberry, I go, I go, um, uh, Har Bennett, which is, which is the producer of the original films, starting with the, uh, Rafikon, because Roddenberry produced the motion picture, but that was such a colossal failure that Paramount fired him and they hired Rob Bennett, uh, Herb Brent, uh, Herb Bennett. So to do the other ones. And then there's the Rick Berman era and then there's a Kurtzman era. So for me, I would I would have to say that ninety Star Trek, which would be the which would be the Rick Berman era, is to me it's like having a warm cup of coffee and just chilling and just relaxing, right? I could I I could turn on, you know, Voyager, um, uh, Voyager, um, D Space Nine, or uh, the Next Generation, and just relax, right? With current Star Trek, I can't do that. For for some reason, with current Star Trek, I feel like I have to pay attention. 
I feel like I have to be alert for some reason, which which is funny because there are a lot of people that hate um, new Trek and they say that this new iteration of Trek is the most dumbfounded iteration of Trek that's ever been. But there's something about Voyager I can't I can't put a finger on it, but I I, I tweet about this recently. I tweeted about this a couple of days ago. I said as I get older. I find myself enjoying Voyager more, which is funny. Um, I think you saw my tweet. I think you liked it uh, I, from from what I can remember. I can't, uh, so I don't know. I yeah, I don't know what it is. I think. I mean, I mean, one of my favorite Voyager characters. I have three. I got, I got Seven of Nine, uh, Tom Paris, and I love the Doctor. So I'm a big, I'm a you know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Doctor. So. But seven, uh, seven of nine for obvious reasons, because I love blonde. So sorry, I'm a guy. Um, but 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 that being said, with my hormones aside, Jerry Ryan is a fantastic actor, I think. You know, I I was probably like nine when it came out. And just the fact that it had the captain was a woman to me was just like, it was mind blowing. Speaking you know, you know, speaking about the Kelvin timeline and and Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek, and you said that you liked all that stuff, or you 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 didn't have like any problems with it at all. I did not. Um, definitely not an originalist, um, really, of any franchise. Love the new Doctor Who's. Uh, really enjoyed a lot of the new Star Wars stuff. So, um, I'm pretty open to new things. So. For me, it was it was okay that they tried some different things. I was a little confused, but other than that, after that passed, yeah, that was it was fine. How did you feel about the overall language um, that they used in Picard? Because I, first of all, I have no problem saying "fuck" because I have a podcast that's not edited and 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 I cuss a lot. Um, but for me. Hearing the word fuck in Star Trek just doesn't fit. My issue more with that would be it's harder to introduce kids to Star Trek that way. Um, Which I think they're going to address with the Prodigy series that they have coming out. Um, I think it's something that they're aware of at CBS. Um, So that would be the only thing. It made me a little disappointed for families because I did get into Star Trek as a child. Um, and, you know, my parents would not have shown it to me with that in it, obviously. I was just uncomfortable in that Admiral Clancy was disrespecting Jean-Luc Picard. I'm like, you don't you do not speak to Jean-Luc like that way. You know, you know, he does not deserve that. You don't talk to him like that. What's wrong with you? I think it was meant to be really painful. I think it, that feeling was intentional that you felt that, um, you know, just from a writing standpoint, I think that we were supposed to be offended. I just have a couple more questions for you and then I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Um, so what's your favorite episode of old Star Trek, like, like Berman Star Trek? Oh, definitely the, uh, I think, is it called remember me? I don't ever remember titles, so it's kind of, I'm going to say it's my favorite and then we'll describe it to you, <laughs> but it's a uh, Wesley's bubble with uh, Beverly Crusher and everyone's slowly disappearing until she's by herself. I love that so much. 
Is that the one? Is that the one where she's no? That, that that's not the one where she's roaming across the ship, wondering where the hell is everybody, right? Yes, that's that's the one. Um, so that's your one from Next Generation. Do you have a Voyager one or a Deep Space Nine one? So my Deep Space Nine episode is very controversial. It's uh, Move Along Home. It could have been an episode of Lower Decks, but you get to see live action characters acting it out. Imagine your Lower Decks cast, right? You have Rutherford, right? All these guys like Tendi, they're in the game. And the captain is outside trying to get them out. You know, we've seen things like that. And and they have to go through some silly things to get out. And having come off of Lower Decks, to me, it was like, yes, this is fun Star Trek. So I'm enjoying it. And then I go to Twitter and I'm like, hey, this is awesome. <laughs> and of course, it's like a tidal wave of fandom coming at me. Like, no, we hate this one. If there's one life lesson that you could take out of all Star Trek, if it's taught you anything, what is that? Mm, that's a good question. You know, I think it's just kindness. I think it's looking out for people and and trying to do the right thing and kindness, like Starfleet ideals. Uh, Marcy, where can the good people find you if they wanna if they want you to draw something for them? Yeah, um, marcylondon.com is my website and you can um, look through my portfolio, get some ideas and I have a contact page. It'll send me an email. And then if you're on Twitter uh, or Instagram, it's at Marcy Starfleet. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun. That'll do it for this edition of the Red Wall Podcast, episode number 72 entitled The Artist. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with my good friend. Uh, This episode was a nightmare to put together, but all in all, I thought that for me, it was a great conversation and I hope that y'all enjoyed it. And and until next time, as I often say, I'll see you when I see you.